Welcome to Day of Destiny with Dr. Michelle Corral, author, prophetic teacher, and pastor of Breath of the Spirit Prophetic Word Center. Dr. Corral can be seen weekly, nationwide, and around the world on her weekly telecasts that air on God TV, Impact, and Word Network. Now, let's join Dr. Corral by experiencing Day of Destiny, designed with your highest destiny in mind. Now, here is Dr. Corral. The commandment was the first day of the first month because the first day of the first month shows priority. Say the most important thing. Say the first thing is the most important thing. So God had the day of dedication for the tabernacle, not on the day when they finished putting everything together. He made them wait till the first day of the first month because why Exodus 40 is all about the protocols of power and what's going in the tabernacle first. Notice, look at verse 3. The Bible says, and you will put therein the ark. And notice the second and the Bible says in verse 4, and you will bring in the table and set in things in order that should be set in order. This uh, Exodus 40 is all about positioning everything in its place in its proper priority. And the holy things go in first. Say this with me. In 2023, I want my number one priority to be the anointing. And my number one priority, to seek the presence of God. Show me, Lord, what the ark is in my life. And let it be the number one priority in my life to seek the presence of God. Can I get a witness here somewhere? Somebody ought to say, I want to seek the presence of God as my priority. Hallelujah. Notice in verse 9, after everything was put in its place. God told Moses where to, God told Moses that he had to set it in order. We don't know exactly. The Bible is not specific where everything is to be positioned, but Moses knew where everything was to be positioned. And I want you to understand that once everything was in its place is when the anointing oil could be put. Look at verse 9. The anointing oil could not be put on everything until it was in its place. Say this with me. Until I'm in my place, I will not be able to experience the fullness of the anointing. See, you have to be in your place no matter where it is. Everyone has a place in ministry. Everyone is positioned in the tabernacle. Everyone has an anointing, has a place, has a position. And when you are in your place, that is when, when everything was in its proper place according to its protocol. Say it with me, according to the protocol. So what is holiest comes first. Say it with me. What is holiest come fir it comes first. So if we want our lives in divine order in 2023, we have to learn how to prioritize. We have to prioritize the holiest of things in our lives to come first. So that means the word first. That means the presence of God first. That means above all things that we are seeking God's will, God's word, God's holiness, the holy things first. Are you with me, saints? If you are, say amen. Then we have to be in our place. 
And once everything is in its place, then God commanded Moses, and you shall take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all that is therein, and you shall hallow it, and all the vessels thereof shall be holy. I want you to understand in Exodus 40, the word anoint is used eight times. Say with me, eight times. Eight represents, if you look at the concept of eight, every letter in Hebrew has a concept behind it. And all letters and numbers in Hebrew are the same. So we in English, we have A, B, C, D, E, F, G. We have our lettering system. Then we have our numbering system, one, two, three, four, five. That's all separate. It's not the same system. But in Hebrew, the letters and the numbers are the same system. So that means if it's letter Aleph, it's also number Aleph. And that means this, if it's letter bet, it's also number bet. Do you all get it? If it's letter gimel, it's also number gimel. Are you getting it? Yes. Letters and numbers are the same. So they all have a concept behind them. The concept of eight is not of this world. So that means whatever the anointing touches no longer belongs to this world. So that's why when the anointing comes on your life, you have to know, you have to break ties with the world. You have to break ties with any association of the world. It doesn't mean you can't work in the world or live in the world, but it means you're no longer of the world, that you do not belong to the world. You belong to God. Are you with me? If you are, say amen. Hallelujah. So everything in the anointing belongs to the world of the anointing. It belongs to another world. Now, beloved saints, I want to share with you what God is saying about 2023 and, and how God wants us to become, get into a position for 2023. First of all, I want you to go with me to First Chronicles. And we are going to look at First Chronicles. And I want you to see First Chronicles chapter 23. Say it with me, 23 for 2023. Okay, this was not an accident. This was a word, but it happened to be chapter 23. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to show you something that God spoke to us that's very prophetic. We look at this and it doesn't seem to have any, any prophetic significance at all. It's just a narrative. But I will explain to you that it does have prophetic significance. The Bible says, so when David was old and full of days, he made Solomon his son king over Israel. Now, I want you to understand this was not David on his deathbed. David is not just some person that is just saying, I'm old, I'm fooled with days, so now I'm going to stop what I'm doing and retire. No. There was a shift going on in David. He's already accomplished. He felt the shift. I'm prophesying to someone. He felt the shift from being king over Israel for 40 years but now the crown is going to go to his son, but he's going to go into something else. Now, I want you to understand, David does not retire. 
David actually comes into the greatest dimension of his destiny after he's no longer king. And you know what that is? That is from 1 Chronicles chapter 23. You are going to see that David is going to go into a dimension of the spirit of God that he's never been in before. It is the reconstruction of the entire Levitical order. He is going to no longer be fighting wars. He's no longer going to be handling the affairs of the nation. He's no longer going to be judging cases. He's no longer going to be doing what he did. He's now going to operate fully and solely as the anointed of God. I hope somebody understands what I'm talking about. And from that point to the rest of his life, he is going to go into a new thing. Hallelujah. I said he's going to go into a new thing. I'm prophesying to somebody before I say the prophetic word. I'm watering you with the earth, with the word here. Before I give you the prophetic word, let everyone who has ears hear what the spirit of God is saying. Do you hear what is being said right now? Let us look at some of the evidences. Notice it says he gathered the princes together of Israel with the priests and the Levites, and he's going to begin to start numbering them. He's going to begin to start categorizing them. He's going to put the sons of Gershon, the sons of Merari, and the sons of Kohath. He's going to number them all. He's going to put them in their orders because up to this point, they have not had ministry that is totally effective because they now for hundreds of years are no longer wandering in the wilderness. And in the days of Moses, the Levites carried the tabernacle, but now there's a permanent dwelling place for the tabernacle. There's no need for the Levites to carry the tabernacle. And in the time of Moses, they guarded the tabernacle. They're, they're no longer needed to just guard the tabernacle because now they're making preparations for the temple. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So now David, after he is no longer king and has surrendered his crown to Solomon, is going to begin to start constructing the Levites in their places to prophesy on their harps. Let's look at chapter 25. I'm going somewhere with this because I haven't given you a prophecy yet concerning this. I want you to see it first. I want it to be built up in your spirit first. Are you with me? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Notice what he's doing. He's dividing all the orders in chapter 24. Now in chapter 25 and David, this is after he's retired. David, not retired, but no longer king. And David and the captains of the host separated uh, to the service of the sons of Asaph and of Heman and of Jeduthun, who should prophesy on their harps with psalteries and cymbals. He is now ordering the Levites to become prophetic in the tabernacle. They're going to prophesy on their harps. They're going to prophesy on their symbols. He is going to make the Levitical order completely prophetic. Are you hearing me? They're going to prophesy with song. They're going to prophesy with, um, with their instruments. They're going to prophesy. This is what David is doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Notice the Bible is very clear. It wouldn't be here if we didn't need to know it. He's also, notice verse 5, and all these were the sons of Heman of chapter 25. Uh, the king seer in the words of God to lift up the horn and God gave to him in 14 sons and it's going to say and the Bible is going to show us how he's going to uh, organize the teachers who are scholars and how he is going to organize all of the, the Kohathites and the Bible is showing us all of the treasures that he brought from his wars that are going to be dedicated to the temple and notice chapter 28 Eight. The Bible says in, in uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9, And thou, Solomon, my son, know that thou the God of thy father and serve him with a perfect heart. Notice, the Bible says, verse 11, Then David gave to Solomon, his son, the pattern of the porch and the houses thereof and the treasury thereof. The upper chambers and the inner parlors, verse 12, and of all the pattern that he had by the Spirit, uh, all the designs that David made with the hand of the Spirit of God upon him during this time after he turned the kingdom over to Solomon, David experienced the hand of God being upon him, giving him by the Spirit the entire tabernacle, the entire temple blueprint. He is being shown the blueprint. He is busier in the end of his life than he was at the beginning of his uh, career. Are you hearing this? Now he is solely doing the work of the Spirit. He is solely involved in understanding the, tab the temple and the courts of the temple and reconstructing the Levites. Why am I saying all this? I'm saying all this because hear the word of the Lord. The Lord is saying, you cannot put new wine into old wineskins. God is saying for 2023, there are some of you that are going to be like wine poured into a new wineskin. You have to be as yielded as David to be willing to shift yourself into the new thing that God is doing in your life. If you are bound to the past, if you are bound to titles, if you are bound, hallelujah, to a position, if you are bound to what you did before, you have limited the presence of God and the power of God that is going to do a new thing in your life. God is saying you cannot put new wine into old wineskins. So God is saying tonight, become a new wineskin. Become yielded to my spirit and pliable to the new thing that I am going to do in your life into 2023. Can I get a witness somewhere? Some of you are looking at me funny. So let me explain it. Go with me to Mark chapter 2. Hallelujah. First Chronicles 23 shows us what God's going to do in 2023. Just as simple as that. New wine and new wineskins. Say this with me. New wine, new anointing, new power, new position in 2023. 
And say this with me, Holy Ghost, I will not be bound to my past, but I will be pliable in your hands for my future. I will allow you to recreate anything in me that you want to do in 2023. Can I get a witness somewhere? Let me explain about the new wineskins. Mark chapter 2. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mark chapter 2, and we are looking. Dear people of God, I'm going to begin with verse 18, but verses 21 and 22 are the verses that you want. The Bible says, and the disciples of John and the Pharisees used to fast and they came and they said, why don't the why do the disciples of John and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, can the children of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them? For as long as they have the bridegroom, they cannot fast, but the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away. Then they shall fast in those days. So in other words, Jesus is saying the kind of fast that's going to be coming on the church is not just a fast to move a mountain. And it's not just a fast so you can pray that God will provide everything. It's the kind of a fast that you are longing so much for the bridegroom that your fasting is to bring his presence that your fasting is to bring revival. I don't know if you're hearing what I'm saying. I said that your fasting is not just to get a miracle because they'll take care of the miracle that you need. But when you seek first the kingdom of God and put the need of the bridegroom, that you need him, that you can't live without him, that you want revival, that you want his presence, the fast of the bridegroom, that you cannot be away from him for one moment. Are you hearing this? saints that's the fast that God is calling in 2023 somebody ought to shout the victory hallelujah but now watch this verse 21 no man sews a piece of cloth on an old garment else the new piece that is filled it up, taketh away from the old, and the rent is made worse. Now watch this in verse 22. No man puts new wine into old wine bottles or wineskins. And the Bible says, else the new wine does burst out of the bottles, and the wine is spilled, and the bottles will be marred, but the new wine must be put into new bottles. Okay, what is this all about? You know, I don't know much about wine, so I had to kind of look some stuff up. All right, when God began to give this to me. And I realized that I've heard of it, but I didn't realize that that's actually what happens. That new wine has yeast in it. And it expands. It expands. I said, new wine expands. Maybe you didn't hear me. Let me go over here. I said, new wine expands. Say this with me. New wine is expanding. New wine is extending. Hallelujah. Now, in biblical times, they used to put wine into wineskins that were made out of hide. And if you had old wineskins, a couple years, and you're going to put new wine in there, you're in trouble. 
You know why? Because when the wineskins are old, they become cracked and they become brittle. They're not pliable anymore. So if you put new wine in there, and I had to study this about wine, or I wouldn't have known what the world this is all about, that you pour the wine into it and it expands in the bottle because it's fermenting because it has yeast in it. Hello, somebody. I said it's fermenting. So it's expanding. So if you have an old wine skin and it's all brittle and you put new wine in it, you're going to pop that wine skin. You know why? Because it's old and unpliable. But we saw in David that whatever God's will is, if you want me to be king, I'll be king. If you want me to be architect, I'll be architect. If you want me to organize the, the choir, I will organize the choir. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about, but God is saying in 2023, he wants his church plus ready to go with a new anointing, appliability. Somebody ought to say yielded to the Holy Ghost. Can I get a witness somewhere? Hallelujah. Somebody should praise God. Somebody should praise God. Say, Lord, I give you permission. Put the new wine into new wineskins in 2023. Now let me just tell you, on the day of Pentecost, when they were down out of the upper room, some were mocking and they said, these are filled with new wine. Somebody ought to say, I want the new wine of Pentecost. I want the new wine of the anointing. I want a new revival in my life. I want a breakthrough. Somebody ought to shout the victory and give God the glory. New wine, new wineskins in 2023. This is why First Chronicles 23, I couldn't get it out of my mind. Because God was saying, he had to show me first in the scripture how yielded he wants us. He didn't just want us conforming to a new thing. He may separate us altogether to what we've been doing for years. Hello, somebody. He may call us all together to a whole new thing. I don't know if you heard me or not. We just have to flow. Say this with me. I want to flow in 2023. I want to be so yielded, so surrendered, just to follow the Holy Spirit. And wherever he leads me, we want the bridegroom fast in 2023. Now, let me just tell you, we're starting a fast. We do the fast every year. It begins on January 2nd. So be with your families, eat all you need, all you want on January 1st. But come January 2nd, some are going to go on a 21 day. You can go on a Daniel fast. That's, that's very, God will give you the grace to do it. Or you're going to go on a 30-day. Doesn't It just depends on what the Spirit of God is telling you. 21 days or 30 days. Just finish out the month. There's going to be enough grace to do it. 
And we have many requests that we are putting on that request form for those who are consecrating in, in fasting. But what is going to be our number one prayer request? The bridegroom fast. Say it with me. The bridegroom fast. The Lord told us this morning. The Lord told us by way of prophecy this morning that 2023, he said the best wine is saved for last. Hallelujah. That means this year in 2023, the best wine is for now. And the Lord said, it's a season. It's the season of the marriage feast. That's what the Holy Ghost told us. So there is going to be a love relationship between the church and the Lord like we've never seen before. And somebody ought to say amen. Hallelujah. Shout the victory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The bridegroom fast. Hallelujah. Fasting because we want the bridegroom. Fasting because we want his presence. Fasting because we love him. Fasting because we can't live without him. Fasting because he's our all in all. Fasting because we need him. Hallelujah. And we want revival. Thank you for joining us today on Day of Destiny. We invite you to our website at mydayofdestiny.com where you can easily access other podcasts and obtain your copy of Dr. Corral's latest book, Secrets of the Anointing. Also, we want to take this moment to invite you to engage in extending your hand of kindness by planting your seed or offering for multitudes that include orphans, providing water wells, providing medical supplies, clinics, feeding programs, and many other services to the suffering church and through efforts of evangelism worldwide. Just go to our website and click the donate button or text to give. Text HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D, to 7797. That's HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D, to 7797. You are also invited to visit Dr. Michelle Corral Facebook or Instagram. We look forward to having you encounter the anointing with us on our next Day of Destiny podcast.